The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. At that time, so many people were crowding together that they were trampling one another underfoot. Jesus began to speak first to his disciples. Beware of the leaven, that is, the hypocrisy of the Pharisees. There is nothing concealed that will not be revealed, nor secret that will not be known. For whatever you have said in the darkness will be heard in the light, and what you have whispered behind closed doors will be proclaimed on the housetops. I tell you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but after that can do no more. I shall show you whom to fear. Be afraid of the one who, after killing, has the power to cast into Gehenna. Yes, I tell you, be afraid of that one. Are not five sparrows sold for two small coins? Yet not one of them has escaped the notice of God. Even the hairs of your head have all been counted. Do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. The Gospel of the Lord. <clears throat> Yeah, I want to share a little bit about Pope Callistus because his story is actually uh, very endearing for many reasons. And he was one who more than likely was a slave, and then afterwards he was given his freedom. He got to know the Pope before him as working as a caretaker in the cemetery. And after he became Pope, there was this controversy that developed. And this particular controversy was, well, is it possible for someone to be forgiven when they have had one of those major sins? And there were the three major sins. So one was murder, one was apostasy, and the other one was adultery. And many people thought that, no, we should not forgive those people, especially the one for apostasy. So that means if someone was a practicing Christian and they left because of some sort of, uh, some whatever the reason might be, uh, that they would, would they be allowed back? And some people were saying, no, they shouldn't be allowed back. Because remember at that time, if you said you were Christian, you had to be willing to go to your death for being Christian. And it was not considered acceptable to just tell the Romans or whoever's persecuting you that, well, I'm really not Christian. And then after the persecution's gone, then you say, I'm Christian again. Uh, it was the, the strong culture at the time that if you say you're Christian, you're in it for life. And even if you have to die for Christ, that's the expectation. And so many people thought that you could not be forgiven if you denied your faith. And one of those who believed this was called Hippolytus. Now, you may not know who Hippolytus is, but you do know something that he wrote because our Eucharistic prayer that we use at Mass was actually composed by him. And it was sort of composed by him. What he did is he he decided that he needed to collect all these different um, Eucharistic prayers and then write them down so that there's some sort of consistency. And he was the one who actually did that to a certain degree in response to Pope Callistus. But it was later on that both Hippolytus and Callistus uh, were, were captured and set into exile. And Callistus was the one who said that, no, we need to forgive people even if they deny their faith. We need to bring them back and allow them the ability to repent so they can be restored. And uh, Hippolytus countered that and fought against it and to a certain degree even became one of those first anti-popes. 
Yet Callistus and Hippolytus found themselves in the same mind in, in their exile. And Callistus was one who had the ability to forgive Hippolytus and re-restore him back into the church. So it's, it's funny how the irony works in these sort of things. Um, overall, I think there is a, a great moral and a great lesson into this, and that is to, uh, first of all, understand that that forgiveness that Jesus offered is not something that's restrictive. You know, that he literally and truly does forgive us for all things. It can be easy for us to think that, well, God forgives everybody for everything, but, you know, not me, because I've got these great sins that no one else has. You know, we, we need to be open to God's forgiveness and accept it and claim it, because that's why Jesus died for us. The other thing it shows is that even in Callistus having this, this controversy with Hippolytus, that he left the door open so that there could be forgiveness and restoration. So Callistus wasn't only teaching that people could be forgiven, but he actually demonstrated it uh, in his own ministry. And so that's another great lesson as well. Is one of the things we want to remember is that as God has been so generous to forg forgive us, that we can reciprocate and show our gratitude by actively forgiving others. And we do have these great lessons like Callistus and Hippolytus in our history as well. Uh, one little side note, in the first reading that we heard from Ephesians, you might notice that St. Paul's language is, is, is very praiseworthy and, and he's showing you know, a lot of emotion in his writing. And one of the reasons is, is because he's actually in prison. So imagine being in prison and glorifying God and, and really celebrating the great gifts of the Spirit that we have, that first installment that will lead us in all ways in Christ. Uh, it just also, I think, shows us that even if we do find ourselves where life doesn't seem like it's going that well, that we do have a God that is worth praising, and we can actually be lifted up and have a certain joy in what we believe and what we do, regardless of the circumstances. So all these things really do talk about uh, the greatness that we have as people of faith, uh, the great forgiveness that we receive from God, the, the great calling to forgive others, and the ability to have joy within it all.